What follows next is the second part of a messy, unstructured, spontaneous and giggly conversation on automation between two extremely tired humans after a really long day at work. Welcome to All geek to me the podcast where we translate geek for those who don't speak it. We are all time travelers, journeying together into the future. Specifically, convolutional neural networks. Sorry, what? I mean, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. Mom, what's a Bitcoin? Sorry, I don't speak geek. At some point, in almost every industry that I can think of, machines will outcompete us, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm not a, a technologically sophisticated person, but I can, you know, figure that out, that much <laughs> out, that at some point uh, machines will outcompete us. If you're an accountant today, at some point, you know, and I'm sure it's already happening, uh, there will be softwares that will have the same level of understanding of numbers and companies and balance sheets and of course, that's going to make things much quicker mm. if you're a manager. Even um, if you work in, let's say, investigations of abuses. Okay, funny um, how that example came to your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you were working on uh, issues of, of uh, law and, uh, you know, and things like that, take what happened in Kenya. Uh, in 2007, 2008, you had presidential elections that were followed by uh, about four weeks of, of violence. Um, different armed groups affiliated with the different political parties engaged in, in acts of violence and it resulted in over a thousand people killed. During that period, you had several organizations that were trying to document the violations. A group of young Kenyans uh, created an interactive oh, map. Right, you told me about that. Yeah, where everyone could go online and report a violation that they witnessed or that they suffered. So, of course, one entry um, doesn't in any way give us any assurance that what what is being claimed actually took place. However, if um, you begin to see that there's 15, 20, 30 entries all confirming the same occurrence, well, that's a process of corroboration. So, um, and that's what, for example, investigators do, you know, whether at the national or international level. Uh, of course, it's a bit more complicated than that because investigators may use different tools and, and, and try to verify things uh, from a multitude of different angles, let's say. But that already gives you an idea. If this is a, a group of young, IT-capable uh, 20- and 30-year-olds came up with this in no time, what does that tell us about the future? But for, for now, it's quite hopeful because it's not no one's got automated. Yeah. This is humans working with technology as a, as a tool, essentially, yeah. to augment their capacity. So so that's fine. Like yeah. We, we yeah, didn't yeah, fire yeah. anyone just yet. <laughs> like You started with firing investigators. Where, where I do no, agree... But it, it will replace, for example, a lot of what law enforcement does. You know, maybe one day we'll be able to report things that before we needed to call the police and make a report or the police would come or you would go. Yeah. If people can begin to report things in an automated fashion through an interactive system, we're going to need fewer law enforcement officers. 
um, we're going to maybe eventually need fewer lawyers. So I think eventually it will a little bit um, push us out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all of us, not entirely, not immediately, but eventually that appears to me to be the direction. What's scary for me is that as knowledge workers, as cognitive workers, we were promised that if we study hard, if we go to universities, we invest in our, you know, in the studies, you're set for life. You will always have a high bed job. And now that is going away. The, like the, That's where it's creeping up. It's the cognitive skills now that are going to get automated. Again, I hope yeah, yeah. that it's going to be augmenting instead of automating. And it's this human machine hybrid that everyone talks about where like humans with the help of the tools can actually get their jobs done better and have more time for higher value tasks instead of uh, yeah. being sucked into the drudgery and boring stuff, which is the parts of your yeah. work that I try to automate. Like, <laughs> let's, be, let's be clear. <laughs> it's not all of you. It's the boring parts. Yeah, yeah. And also, what was I going to say about that? Oh, yes, because you, you were mentioning something about using tech as a tool as a peer. There's an interesting taxonomy of technology that uh, is narrated by Professor Malone, I think his last name is, of MIT. And it, I like how he goes that uh, a technology can be a tool, technology can be an assistant. Uh, it's usually AI, like that. that's yeah. why I'm, yeah. I'm saying technology. It could become our peer. So yeah. an assistant is typically Cortana, where it goes through your emails and, and, and pushes something to you. A tool, it's a spam filter, word processor, that kind of thing. It's just a tool. Then it gets to the level where it's a peer. So if you have some standard requests or applications that humans go through, a machine can do it at the same level. If it runs into a problem, it just escalates it to a human where it cannot ah, do yeah. it on its yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there are the managers. And that's where psychologically it gets a bit scary. So it's the machine that decides how the jobs are assigned or how tasks are redistributed. But in his own example, and I yeah. find it very sweet, he says the traffic lights are already our manager. Like, so don't be afraid yeah. of machines yeah. as managers. Yeah. It's like psychologically, it's a, it's a big milestone to overstep. But it's okay. Like, we, we're already managed by traffic yeah. lights. Yeah, it's true. So I found it quite it's true. funny. Look, there's the whole aspect of as artificial intelligence becomes more and more sophisticated, as we can use technological advances to further develop artificial intelligence, it's clear that there we're going to enter a little bit into a gray zone. Are you imagining like artificial general intelligence where it's sentient and, and has all the general skills and knowledge of a human adult? Or are we well, still at narrow tasks? Because I think no, no, if no. you're picturing the future yeah, of, yeah. of well, Skynet but, but one robots. leads to the other because you're t you're saying that you know uh, we're going to adopt more hybrid models where the more menial tasks will be performed by the machines and the tasks that require decision making will be left for a manager or a human. But as the machines take in large amounts of data and start to analyze the patterns of decision making yeah. of the humans eventually they'll there. catch up yeah. with the humans so and eventually they'll begin to understand or we can maybe uh, program certain formulas but uh, there we enter into gray zones yeah <laughs> there we enter into gray zones <laughs> we, 
it, it exits this the focus of this discussion. Yeah, but the, the, the general AI is not something we sh- you and I should be worried about. Like we're not there no. yet. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So we're not at Skynet level. No. Yeah. But it's enough for a machine to be good at narrow tasks to already automate a lot of people. So yeah. that's where, yeah. just to recap some of the hopeful bits, because I've promised to, to, to bring someone optimistic and hopeful and you went dark, man. <laughs> I'm not sure if, you, if you're helping. You were supposed to make it all better. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, just to say that, yes, there's, there's augmentation. So that's, yeah. that's one for sure. And it would be my mantra if I could pronounce automation versus augmentation in English without stumbling over it every time. Yeah. There's... The, the new jobs that will be created at some point. We cannot rely on that completely and then not do anything uh, and no. not have a backup plan because <laughs> I don't know what those future jobs are. And the bulk of our current jobs is still the legacy from the previous centuries. Like, we, yes, we do have, uh, I don't know, UI designers and web programmers. That's new. But that's not a big percentage of our jobs. We're still quite old-fashioned and, and how no, we think of jo- employment. Think- but I think, like, when you were talking about my optimism, I think my optimism comes from the fact that I believe eventually we will go through a period where we will have to change uh, our culture uh, and some of our values. And also we will need to change the manner in which we define ourselves, our dignity, and our contribution. And I think that we've been ingrained to believe that we need to be somehow economically productive and successful in order to feel like we are worthy like we are important like we have a sense of purpose and so what i what i believe uh, in the end is that yes we will always have a need to you know fulfill a sense of purpose i don't think that's going to change i think that's a human uh, instinct i simply think that we will need to work hard to disconnect that sense of purpose from our current economic model, where we feel like unless you're a good employee and you are working for maybe even something that you don't particularly believe in, but it gives you a sense of importance. I think if we are able to overcome that, and if we will be living in a, a society where there is wealth, uh, there is you know infrastructure, there is healthcare, there is shelter, I do think that if we are able to reinvent ourselves in that way we will have far better lives than generations before us i mean let's let's not forget also that if if you look at for example we were talking about the industrial revolution hmm. life wasn't good for people who worked in mines or at the ports or these are tough jobs your your health your security or these things you didn't have any guarantees these i think We've seen entire generations that have uh, sacrificed enormously so that they would bring more wealth to their societies so that their children, their offsprings and the next generations wouldn't have it as, as difficult, would have it a little bit better. And we frequently forget that we, in most Western contexts, we have it quite nicely when we compare it to people a hundred years ago, mm. you know, or people who were who enabled the industrial revolution, for example. And so, I think as we move forward, uh, we have even more opportunities to create a society where people enjoy an unprecedentedly high quality of life, where we can really 
and all forms of, of poverty, at least extreme, extreme poverty, where everyone can have uh, a better uh, standard of health, better opportunities to uh, develop oneself, uh, whether professionally, whether uh, in terms of education, for example, before you were s saying how it's going to be difficult for students in the future to uh, choose what to study because we frequently choose our academic paths in line with the job that we wish to obtain or that we think will allow us to have a good quality of life. But was that the original purpose of education and culture? No? No. Uh, <laughs> maybe that too can, can be revisited. Like, and maybe that's part of the problem too. And, and that's one thing that always makes me wonder because, for example, now we're seeing after the 2008 crisis and with everything happening, we're seeing kind of what I consider to be a, a cultural regression a little bit, including in countries that are very, some of the most developed democracies in the world. And usually people say like, oh, if you want to overcome social ills like sexism and racism and, and this and that, let's focus on education. Well, some countries that have been theater to like horrible political regression, especially when it comes to things like racism and uh, sexism and uh, general tolerance, xenophobia, it's coming from countries that comparatively have very high levels of education, have very good public schools. So maybe what we consider to be good education should also be revisited. Maybe good education shouldn't be just whatever gets us a good job, yeah. um, but what makes us actually better humans. Better humans, yeah. More knowledgeable, but also more human. And that's why I, I kind of think that if we, uh, you know, live in a society one day where people won't need to invest so much time and effort to ensure that they have shelter and food and security. We can redirect those efforts into something that will actually actively contribute to improving ourselves as a society, collectively, and naturally also individually as human beings. Maybe we'll end up meditating more, maybe we'll end up writing more, maybe we'll end up yeah, doing things that will just give us a different kind of gratification. Everybody's afraid of losing what we have now in terms of, oh, but, you know, look at our employment and look at, yeah, but also go and see the social cost and go and see um, the fact that I was reading recently with COVID in the United Kingdom, uh, it is believed that as, as you know, as many as one fifth of the adults in the United Kingdom suffer from some form of depression. There's a social cost to the way we're living today. And um, of course, it's important to have jobs. And of course, it's important to have an income and economic safety. But I also think that if we look at uh, our societies from, from a different lens, just because a society has become wealthier, it doesn't necessarily mean they have become better under all the different measures of, of human. No, that's absolutely um, and, 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 and that's what we were talking about also in terms of like, east and west or north and south if you want i come from <laughs> i i come from sudan uh originally and uh, and there's definitely a lot of problems in sudan that you wouldn't face here in the west but just because that that's the case when we look at when we measure society from a certain perspective it doesn't mean everything is wrong take the elders 
and we were talking about you know kids and raising kids in Sudan most children uh, you know they grow uh, in close proximity to multiple generations of their family the grandparents the parents the uncles the cousins uh, and I think that's a good thing I think that's a good no, thing. that's excellent yeah and like you're saying a lot of our metrics have been um, we're thinking about humans as as units of labor basically instead of units of Uh, not not units, rather than what we bring in societal value. Yeah, 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 um, definitely. Like we definitely. we we think of work as a way to earn money, and then the the money is linked to success, and that's how we measure success. So I think it's time to reframe it. If we measure success by how much you earn or how much you enjoy doing what you do and take pride in what you're doing and and excel and have fun with it, and that's another thing. I hope that with all that. If there is abundance created, and there will be, uh, there will be periods of disruption, and <laughs> I think we're going to go through some difficult times if if it's not managed better. But if there is this abundance at the end of it, on the other side of it, <laughs> yeah, if it's redistributed better, and if we can reframe the way we see ourselves and the way we define purpose in life, um, and yeah, get that meaning from somewhere else, and focus less maybe on economy yeah and more on, on what gives us a higher purpose like i don't know parenting or caregiving and hanging out in a community or yeah, you know, the, yeah. The playing music that you love and it would be a shame if at this point with all that abundance we forget to play and have fun and have it that just like yeah, that would be, and yeah, that's what exactly, i was saying like we, exactly. we, that's where new autony comes in that we're yeah. <laughs> As mammals that retain childlike features into adulthood, like we have this playful side in us, we have this ingenuity and and adaptability, and yeah, it's all about play and fun. So, I, um, so I think we should do more of that. No, I absolutely agree, and I think it's also the culmination of the sacrifices that previous generations have made. I mean. Again, the guy who was working in, you know, all day in a mine, risking his life, corrupting his lungs, probably they were doing it, hoping that their children and their grandchildren wouldn't have to. And likewise, you know, our parents, you know, made huge sacrifices and worked very, very hard in much more human <laughs> conditions, thankfully. But I'm sure that one of the, their main drivers, one of their main motivations was that we would have it better. We would get a more privileged life. We would have to make fewer sacrifices. But what we're seeing in this whole evolution is that, yes, the industrialization, capitalism, if you want to call it, it has allowed us humans to develop huge um, reserves of material goods. And these material goods, when they are invented, initially are accessible only to a few. And over time, they become accessible to many. And we cannot deny uh, that we all benefit. We have all benefited from them. It's nice to have electricity in our <laughs> homes. It's nice to have heatings in our home. It's nice to be able to move with a car. It's nice to, you know, if you need to communicate urgently with someone, send a message rather than write a letter and wait for months. So all of these uh, huge efforts that were done and continue to be done, Uh, by previous generation, by, yeah. By yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why did you not turn it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a reminder. Sorry, I feel like all of that was done so that the next generations would work less, 
and would have it easier. But instead, what is happening is that, yes, we're enjoying a much better material quality of life. But that's also because we've become consumers. Instead of taking all that time saved in, in productivity yeah. To, yeah. to have shorter weeks, we just said, yeah. okay, we want better cars and, exactly. and exactly. fancier so phones. We just kept working maybe even more hours, certainly in less... Well, we could have a, a discussion Dangerous about whether conditions. it's evil capitalism that's making us do it or if it's human <laughs> nature. <laughs> but, but we also, I don't think we have the resources yeah. to have a lifestyle of, uh, I don't know, middle class Californians. No, no. <laughs> but so we're also going to have to rethink um, a bit our habits more um, sustainably. Americans have a couple of cars per household. Imagine if countries that have several hundred million yeah. in terms of population. Um, all start doing that. All start having two cars per household and, and you know, consuming the same intensity. Like, we, we wouldn't be able to, <laughs> to live in, the world, in this world, for sure, for sure. No, yeah, I, I didn't want to get too much into the whole capitalism thing, but what I'm trying to say is that all, all that we've seen from the Industrial Revolution until now uh, has at a very heavy cost for many people, for many generations, allowed most of us to improve our material quality of life. And it's not just greedy stuff, like let's think of healthcare. I mean, pharma companies don't, don't usually get like the Nobel Peace Prize and, and, and for very right reasons. But at the same time, you know, we have uh, far uh, fewer people dying from uh, infectious diseases yeah. today i believe like and, and and i believe this has been reduced by like more than 90 percent in the last 30 35 years so in general like technological advances have frequently come at a high social cost for immediate you know, yeah, yeah 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 but uh, in the long term it has enabled these societies and many people around the world to have far better lives. But that's what I'm thinking yeah. also with with like Luddites um, that was sabotaging the advance of machinery. Um, and sometimes I think of myself like, okay, I'm, I'm panicked about my job. I feel it's a shame that me personally, individually, Sophia, <laughs> will get automated. Like who am I to stop the advances in technology if it means that People will have translation into languages uh, and language combinations that were not available before, like in Tigrinya and I don't know, Nepalese. Yeah. And that's something that will also mean the technology needs to get good enough to kick me out of my job, you know? So just to wrap up yes. and leave our listeners with a hopeful message. So we said we're going green, we're going <laughs> family oriented and we're having more fun. Yes. And more coffees yes. with friends. And more coffees Talking with friends. Talking about philosophy and uh, ethics. Yes. And, and art. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, addressing the huge problem of kind of like solitude that is yeah. really becoming a pandemic in the West and nobody for me is talking True. about it. So <gasps> I'm talking about it because yeah. apparently loneliness, uh, and I don't mean like sitting at home alone, having yeah. fun with yourself like yeah. I do. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> no, like loneliness is worse long term for health than smoking and obesity put together. Wow. wow. So there you go.
uh, I, I just read a statistic that above, about 50% of Americans suffer from loneliness I'm or some fool. kind of loneliness. And we, these are the things we don't talk about. These are the things that, that's why I'm, I'm getting saying a, a, that, like, a little robot companion. <laughs> but it's not going to be a human. That's where, the, <laughs> that's, I think these are the things where we are relatively irreplaceable. To each other. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. And that's why I believe that once the machines take over all our jobs, we will still have, we can still have a, a purpose, you know, a raison d'etre kind of that we may wish to remember and look for again. But it, it will be up to us as well. Uh, yeah. Because it will take a huge effort to make a cultural shift. From, and recalibrate. Yes, from what yeah. we have been how we have been educated, how we've been trained, and what's what our been values instilled have in our minds, yeah, for a few generations okay. now. Okay, st I still want to do stuff. I yes. know you just want to yeah. have coffees, but I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a job. But anyway, thank you, thank you so much for joining. Thank you, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can follow our Twitter at AllGeekToMe. We will post pictures, videos, and links to articles we mention and to other content that didn't make it onto the podcast. Thank you and speak to you soon.